Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Fest with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Moto Guard Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. 
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. With Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for Christian radio. Uh, the blood will never lose its power, nor will it ever lose its strength. I'm, on, I'm excited today. I am on fire. I am grateful to an almighty God in the time during uh, pandemics, in the time of rapid um, death in our land, in the time of uh, bad news on the left, bad news on the right. I say hallelujah today because God is awesome. Welcome uh, one and all to Saturday's Buffet. I'm your host, Lorraine Brown. I am honored today uh, because I learned of the blood of Jesus Christ. I learned that the blood of Jesus Christ never loses its power, nor does it ever loses its strength. And he is the one who will pick you up. He will clean you up. He will turn your life around. He will place your feet on solid ground. He will commission you and, and give you an assignment to move forward. You don't have to stay stuck uh, in the things of complacency. You don't have to stay stuck in a place of doubt and unbelief. But there is a greater calling upon each and everyone's life. Didn't get on here to say it, but glad he gave it to me, and I'm willing to share it. Well, I want to share the good news today about Jesus Christ, our Lord. He can be your Lord. He can be your God on today. And I'm just grateful, grateful, and I'm grateful because I woke up this morning. I was clothed in my right mind. I have health and I have strength. I am grateful for that. I don't take that for granted. It is not by incident, accident, or happenstance that I am well today. It is well with my soul on today. No matter what comes my way, that I, my anchor is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. All other ground saints is speaking sand. I thank God today for a solid foundation on today, on today, on today. And I have two like-minded uh, people on the line with me on today. I have two special guests. One, I don't even call her a guest anymore. Our regular is here. Our regular is here. Sister Roberta Jones is here. And I am grateful for her because, like I told you, she is a um, jack of all trades, but she 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 have a few she master, but she can she can get in there where she fit in there. And I'm just grateful for her being on the line today to offer her wisdom and her knowledge. I enjoy it, but I won't be selfish. I will not be selfish and take all of that for myself. I will share it with the world because she is worthy of honor. Uh, Sister Roberta, good afternoon. Welcome to welcome home. Welcome home. Good afternoon, Lorraine, radio listeners. It's an honor to be here again. Amen. Uh, Roberta took a back seat for a while, but she was well-represented, radio audience. Her children was on two weeks ago, and her grandchildren, her amazing grandchildren were on last week, and they, they, held, they held her up. They held her up, and you could tell that her influence is in their lives. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful because she influences my children and my grandchildren as well. Uh, yeah, she's just like uh, having breakfast and having toast. Ah, the sister Yes, and we also have with us on today our very special guest who will be sharing uh, knowledge with you and me because I don't know much about the subject that uh, Sister Sylvia Bradley, Bradley will be sharing, but I'm open. We have Sister Sylvia Bradley on. She'll be sharing information about how to parent your children and how to expect your parents children that have delayed uh, learning. Uh, Sister Sylvia, welcome to the show on today. Thank you very much. It's an honor to Amen. be here. Amen. Before we get started, we're going to allow, um, I have a very special announcement today to make. 
uh, later on. But uh, right now, we're going to have uh, Sister Roberta to pray because I know that that song uh, grabs Sister Sylvia and Sister Roberta, that the blood will never lose its power. So, Sister Amen. Roberta, feel free to share from that standpoint, if you like, and to pray this morning, if you don't mind. Sister Roberta. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We know that the blood never loses cleansing power. We Amen. know that for a fact, those of you that have accepted him, even though his blood was over 2,000 years shed, it but still mm-hmm. it's alive today and working well. And we just thank God for that. And we just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would be on here and have his way. Amen. Father God, we just come before you thank now you. in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this privilege and honor that we can come boldly to your throne and find help in a time of need. We come to you today, Father God, because you said, call on me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. But we know there are many things that are happening to parents and children. There's so much confusion in the land of how to parent, what to do, and how to do it. And Father, we thank you for this woman of God that we have, that you have given this assignment to teach us today. We thank you, Father, that we have ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit says to the church today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we welcome you. We ask that you would have your divine way, that we are open and ready to hear what you have to say as you speak through uh, this woman of God. And we thank you again for what you're doing right now. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Um, Sister Sylvia, I want want to share with you um, uh, that I wish that someone had taught me that I would have been open to teaching when I was a young mother because I made a lot of mistakes in my parenting. And I remember uh, when I made those mistakes and I got older and I saw people coming behind me making some of the same mistakes I tried to... uh, throw up the, the red flag, and I tried to rescue them. And I remember being at Red Lobster one day with a table full of um, like-minded, I thought, like-minded Christians. And a young lady was making a mistake with her child, and it was her first child, and I tried to help her. And you know what she told me? She said, let me make my own mistakes. And I was wow. like, okay. Yeah, she said, let me wow. make my own mistakes. You made your own. Let wow. me make my own. And she buried that child. I let her make her own mistakes, and uh that that child went w- wayward. He went wayward, and uh, not to say that what I had to say to her would have corrected anything, but she wasn't open. And uh, I thank God for you being on the show today to shed light. And for those of you who have already parented in our audience on today, and you're saying, well, I don't really need this, you have grandchildren. And those of you who don't have grandchildren, you have neighborhood children, somebody in the community, someone in the village, needs to turn and to help our young people. If you can't see that our young people on today need help, then I say you need to go clean your glasses and you need to go get your glass of water, come back to the radio and listen at the show. So, Sister Bradley, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you just uh, share. And if, Roberta, if we have you, we have any questions, we'll kind of stop you and, and ask the questions that we need to ask so that we can understand, okay? Okay. Okay, Okay. go ahead, Sister Sylvia. Share what, what you do. Um. Right now, I'm a mother, grandmother, teacher, uh, mentor, uh, and most importantly, I'm a believer. Uh, and I Amen. thank you for saying that I'm a woman of God. It took me a whole a long time to do. So, yes, I am a woman of God. 
Well, uh, mm. just a little bit about, about about my past experience. I retired in 2011 from the Saginaw Intermediate School District as a service coordinator. I really worked with first to three in the home setting with three to four districts. And so uh, prior to that, I didn't think I had this the anointing that I needed for early on, but I found out later on, and I love children. So my passion for children is to see their parents and their children successful. I understand that in order for them to be truly successful, a parent has to understand their role, and the child needs to understand their role. So then if my expectations are not there, and so when you said that information about being a Red Lobster, whatever the, the, the restaurant was, I have found that that situation, it, it, it kind of bothers me when I see, and I really want to jump in. Uh, sometimes I'm led and God will give me an opening. Other times I have to just stand there and pray for the child because sometimes people really don't want you to help, but they don't understand what they're sowing. So my foundational mm-hmm. scripture here. Is Proverbs 22, 6, and everybody's familiar with this. It says, train up a child. Notice it says, train up the child in the way he should go. Not the way he wants to go, but the way mm. he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So then I like to say also, what old also might mean when he's mature. But mm. my child is going to stray if I've never trained them. So it is my role as a parent because I'm their child's first teacher. I'm their advocate. Um, I'm their nurturer. I'm their example. And I'm going to teach, but my child is going to learn best by my example. I can say one thing, but if my example does not echo the same, then the child or whoever it is, you know, it could be us too, what's going to happen is I'm going to look at what you do more than what you say you do. Can I ask a question like right that, Sister Sylvia? Certainly. Yes, by all means. Okay, so what, what, so what you're saying, I was a smoker before God changed me. So you're saying, and, and, and my message to my children, don't you smoke, but I kept smoking. So are you yes. saying that? Okay, okay. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about how you, you know, the, the, son, the dad would say to your son, son, don't you be drinking. Now go on there in the refrigerator, son, and get daddy a beer. <laughs> okay. But you just told him not to drink. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the child may not necessarily do it in front of you, but because you're their example, and actually you're their mentor. So if you saying one thing and you're doing another, then the child is going to do what you do, not what you say. Wow. And so that's an excellent example. Thank you, sister. Um, I'd like to go on just a little bit farther. I said recently, earlier, I talked about I have a passion to see children and uh, parents successful. But I believe mm-hmm. that, that that can only be accomplished when the parent knows, I'm echoing this again, knows what their role is, and then, then the child knows what the parent's role is, and then the parent knows what their responsibilities are toward their child, and then the child knows. Many times we'll say things, but we don't also, we don't always follow that. So if I just say, this is just a couple of, if I'm a 15-year-old and I'm a parent, but I'm a 15-year-old now, I'm still in need of being parented myself. 
Wow. It's going to be very difficult for me to parent when I need to be parented. Children, all of us parent the way we were parented. True. We parent the way we're parented. So that being the case, then, I'd like to just talk about real specifically. Now, these are the, the needs that I've observed. I'm sure there are other needs. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to say number first one is going to be love. Mm. And then we'll go back and talk about it because God is love. Respect, mm-hmm. value. The child needs to know that they are valued. Stability and security. So if we can, and I, I, I'll, I'll have a problem with people jumping in. So we're going to look at the very first one that says love. We know that in First Corinthians um, 13, there's some translation that says, love is patient, love is kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, and never haughty or selfish or rude. Uh, love does not demand its own way, is not irritable or touchy. They don't hold grudges, and they do not notice when others do wrong. Now, we know that the agape love now. We know that. We know, <laughs> including me, that I don't always do what I'm supposed to do, but I, I want to do what God expects me to do. But do I bomb sometimes? Oh, certainly. It says, mm-hmm. that I am never glad about injustice, but rejoice when truth wins out. Now, there is one statement that every time I'm tempted to kind of get off there and say the wrong thing, the, the Holy Spirit will say, love does not keep a record of past wrongdoings. Wow. So that love doesn't do that, and we know God is love. Do we? Do I? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is that right? No. But I'm always corrected because we understand where the Holy Spirit is. We know that the greater one lives in us. So then if I got my fellowship and I have my relationship intact, so the Holy Spirit is going to tell me, no, he's going to speak to me. Now, people might say, the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. The one way he speaks real clear to us is through his word, through the word of God. So the one that always gets me is that, I do not. Love does not keep a record of past wrongdoings. Then love should not even keep a past record of what I've done wrong. But sometimes Mm -hmm. we do that. I've done it. I've allowed uh, the enemy to remind me, well, you know you did this and you know you did that. Mm -hmm. But just keep in Mm -hmm. mind, love doesn't do that. So God is love, and he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. So when we look at our present situation right now, we know we need a whole lot of love. We need we need help. I need help. So then I love but I have to also love others. Is that easy to do? No. Should a parent love their child? Yes. But keep it in mind, I really believe this. I believe that all parents love their children. They just don't all express it the same way we do. But they love their children the way they were loved. Uh, so then, what do I do as a parent? Number one, I gotta understand and recognize who love is, what love does, and know that I'm not a perfect parent. I'm gonna make some mistakes with my child, but the one thing that I should be willing to do is apologize when I've messed up. Well, what will that do to the child if I've gone and I say, you know, mommy's sorry or daddy's sorry? I didn't mean to do that. 
Don't ever think it is beneath your dignity to apologize to a child. An honest apology makes me feel surprisingly warm towards you. So then, love would do that. By the way, that comes from uh, memos from a youth. So it's not my own statement. So I don't want to be taking kids, taking you know, credit for something that I really didn't say, but I do agree with it. So that being the case, that's love. I also believe that respect is necessary. So then, how do I show respect? Respect is taught, it's demonstrated. So the one thing I noticed uh, when I was teaching an alternative ed, um, the one thing I would hear the guys say all the time was that, um, you're going to respect me. Mm. But if I have never been shown respect, but I want respect, and I have never been seen respect demonstrated, how can I ask for respect when I don't really understand what respect is? <laughs> so that being the case then, so then respect must be taught. How do I do that? I said, okay, then I can say politeness. Say thank you. May I do this? May I have that? And to say please is not begging people. Hmm. It's not. So I, I used to hear of some of our, some of my past students would say, I, no, I don't say please. Hmm. It's not. It's not lowering yourself. It's really good manners. May I pass, please? May I pass me the salt, please? It's called good manners. So that being the case, then I think that the, the next need a child has is to be valued. Before you move from respect, certainly, yes, before, before you move from a respect, um, what does that uh, parent want to be that children's friend fit into all of that? Uh, uh, does does it fit in? You know how some parents. Uh, try to be friends with their children. Yes. Not, no. <laughs> I think uh, they don't understand that you can be free, you can be their friend much, much later. You can't mm. be their friend and their parent at the same time. Okay. You can hang with your children, and it's all right for you to tell them no. Sometimes mm. I think that people, uh, especially uh some parents would say, uh, well, I don't want my child to hate me. Mm. No, no, they won't. But I can, this is my opinion. Now, I believe that if you don't say no to them, and you could have said no to them when they get older and they're mm-hmm. out there in the world, the world is not going to be like you. Right. So what, what they're going to do is they're going to hate you because you didn't say no. I, I remember saying, uh, uh, you know, in a workshop, I said, to say no is not a cuss word. Just say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want you hanging with them, not because I think that you're better than them, but your their values are different than your values. Mm. There's some things that I, I, I remember growing up. By the way, I'm from the South, uh, Mississippi to be exact. There are just some things I could not do. Right. I won't. Even to this day, there's some things, even before I got really saved and started uh, walking this walk of faith, even then, just something I just wasn't going to do because of my upbringing. But I think if we have to say no, and the child has to know, 
that you that you're not for sale. I remember telling my daughter that I said, "You can't buy me. Mm. You can't. I can't be bought. I'm not impressed by money. Some of us are. Yes. I came yes. from a from a from a poor state. I have to say it like that. I guess they, I don't know mm-hmm. if the college there would be better now, but I knew that there's some things that I owed. I would say respect. And I would also say, I said, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. When I got old and I called myself getting into my power to the people days, you know how you mm-hmm. afro, mm-hmm. et cetera. I no longer wanted to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But I, I returned right. to that because the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am had nothing to do with my culture. It had everything right. to do with my respect for authority. And I was taught mm-hmm. that as a child. I was taught um, manners. And I would say, no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so now I hope I have echoed that and been a good example for my own daughter and my granddaughter now. So well, let me pin that. Let me pin that, uh, Sister Sylvia. That's that's very resisted uh, today. Very resisted. Uh, I remember when I went south and I adopted that myself personally as a young mother, and yes. I immediately uh, gravitated yes. towards it because I had I had been raised that way. I had left it, and uh, because of the yes. you know the job and the different environment. But when I was reintroduced yes. to it, I went back to it, and then I promoted that in my home. That was one yes. of the first things, one of the very first things that my children threw on the ground when they left my house. And 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 it's it's it's, it's very difficult to show them the value of it until they see it. But we're gonna we're gonna uh, further introduce the show, uh, Sister Sylvia, with your values, your stability, and your security, and uh, we're gonna uh, be further talking to you about parenting. Uh, once we do this song break, uh, we're gonna come back, uh, Pastor Chris. You can give us a song break at this time, and we'll come back and further uh, talk about the, these five values that Sister Sylvia have laid out: love, respect, values, stability, and security. We'll be right back. Thank you, thank you. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. Thank you. 
Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, what are you telling your storm on today? Are you telling your storm that's enough, enough is enough? Uh, many of us are having, having uh, parenting issues or parenting um, problems, and we need help to be able to parent correctly. Who wants to parent a child for 18 years and get to the uh, end of the time of your parenting and discover that you did a lot of things wrong and the results are wrong? I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to um, be guilty of that. And I, I would love to, um, as Sister Sylvia said, I would have loved to knew how to love my children. But uh, as she said, you're going to parent the way you have been parented. I hadn't experienced love. I had not experienced respect and uh, definitely none of the rest of the values that she had forestated. I didn't have security uh, when I was growing up. I didn't have stability. I was uh, from here and there and definitely didn't have any value. I, I really was a, a young thief uh, because we didn't have, and so we stole to have, have enough. Uh, am I proud of that? No, I'm not. Uh, did, do I see the results of my life? As a child in my children and grandchildren, I certainly do. Do I like what I see? I certainly don't. So today I'm even open. Uh, although I'm a 61-year-old grandmother, I'm open because I want to get some things corrected in my life. So, Sister Sylvia, you were at uh, value. Uh, we want you to continue to uh, discuss these things with us on today, um, uh, the love and the respect part. I get that now. And so I go ahead and... Uh, finish sharing. Roberta, did you have anything you want to throw in before Sister Sylvia gets started on value? Yes, yes. Uh, respect. The respect, you know, parents, that they don't want their kids, the young parents today, they said, well, I don't want my kid to, to, to be afraid of me like I was my parents. But fear comes before respect. There has to be a wow. sense of fear to respect, to because re, if you fear something, you're going to have some respect. And your parents, your parents only... You know, I, I read a book, Parenting is Not for Cowards. And it was wow. Dr. James Dotson. So as a parent, you know your role. As Sister Sylvia said, when you know your role, as a parent, you know that sometimes parenting and things you have to do are not, they're, they're not popular, and it doesn't make you right. happy. But yeah, you know it, it's important. It's necessary in order to make you a, a, a productive child. You know, a child don't want to go to bed at a certain hour, but right. the child needs that rest. Jeez. And the child don't understand that, but you as a parent do. Whereas today's mm-hmm. parents, they said, well, you know, well, they don't have school and it's okay, but they don't know. The, the reason that they need a bedtime is to teach uh, uh to teach order, structure, all that, and mm-hmm. for their body. Their body needs yes. right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Before before you grab that, Sister Sylvia, Roberta uh, kicked up some dust in my life. Um, I remember, uh, like I said, I came from a very abusive background, and I remember um, I didn't get uh, spankings. Uh, I'm sorry. My, the person that, that chastised me didn't know how to spank. I got beaten, and um, mm. I remember... I remember getting beat one day. Now I look back in hindsight, I can label it. But as a child, I didn't know. But as an adult who have had children, and then I turn around and I beat my children. 
although I had been beaten and I knew the pain of being beat, uh, I turned around and I, I, I mimicked the behavior. But before, what happened was there were times I was so thirsty, and, and, I'm, and I'm careful to choose my words, Sister Sylvia and Sister Roberta. I was so thirsty for your, your number one aspect, love. I was so thirsty for love that when I got my beating, I went to bed. I was wept, wept up. I was in excruciating pain. Sometimes I was even bleeding, but I was smiling. And you know why? Because I equated the beating with love. So, Sylvia, mm-hmm. you can have it after that. You can have that. You can you can take that and go with it. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sitting here. I'm listening to all of you. I remember because uh, I was the youngest child, and there was a great uh, a number of years between my brother and I. And so I, I was my brother was a senior in high school when I was first grade, and so I, being coming from a, an environment, I never had, and it was segregated, you know. I didn't have um, school, not young. Hmm. I remember when I went to school, I was first grade, and I remember the teacher's name. And so I was so excited because I wanted to. I wanted to learn how to read. And I was so excited being in school. So I remember the teacher said her name was Miss Pansy. And she said, I want you to go home and ask your parents, do they love you? And mm. so I'm, I'm six now, and so I, I had never heard my mom and dad say I loved you, but I knew that they did. See, and that generation didn't know how to say I love you, but I knew I was loved because uh, I was a daddy girl. My daddy would come in from work. I remember him teaching me how to color. How to, they didn't say braid hair, they said plaid hair. I remember him. So I knew I, I knew that they loved me. They didn't know how to say it. So I said to my mom, Mom, Miss Pansy said to ask your parents, do they love you? And she, um, being in a situation, not heard it either. So she said, what? I said, <laughs> ask your parents, do they love you? And she said, girl. She never said what? it. She said, girl, yeah, I know. You, you know I love you. She didn't know how. Mm. Now, my mm. mom didn't know how because her dad didn't know how. She didn't have a mom. The mom died when she was an infant. But I knew mm. by just conversation, just growing up in the home, that uh, my mom and dad and, and parents still believe this. You got a roof over your head. Mm. Got something to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, got somewhere to live. Yeah, uh, if you sit, and I, I, I never went to the doctor, to, to my knowledge, until I was 12, because my dad was a doctor. Oh, you know, he had that medicine cabinet with all the home remedies in. So Help Jesus. I knew, <laughs> I knew that I would love. So if I got a call, my dad would tell me what to do. Mm. So I'm saying that although I didn't hear the word I love you, I experienced it. Mm. So I didn't... Um, did I get spanked? Yeah. I only I remember getting one spanking from my dad. Now I got the whippings my mom called them. Whippings from my mom, but they were short lived. But I knew but I was never beaten. Never. Hmm. Uh, I I maybe some of the kids in the neighborhood because see, you're in a little country town, you know the people in your block, 
you know who's doing this, who's doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't say, I can honestly tell you to this day, I've never been hungry mm. growing up. Wow. I, I, I never didn't have anything to wear. I never didn't have anywhere to live because my mom and dad were givers. Didn't understand until I got much older why I had never been hungry and why I always had somewhere to live because my parents were givers. And so it came down to me. I'm a giver. Now, what, what's the How many children was in your home, given? Sister Sylvia? Sister Sylvia, how, how many children were in your home? How many children was in your home? Uh, my mom and dad had six children. Uh, oh, wow. My, uh, and y'all was never hungry? So, but see, I didn't grow up with my older brothers and sisters. Okay. But they weren't hungry either because we had a garden. My dad hmm. was a carpenter. We had, uh, my, my dad had cattle for a while, two, two, three. We had a horse. But so if we looked at it, we had more than the people in the neighborhood. So can, my, I, explain to, was, can I explain something to you? Uh, I'm sure. Sure, sure. Let me help you. Sure. You guys were rich. <laughs> you guys were rich. <laughs> I mean, from, from, where we were, from where I'm standing in my yard with the rock uh-huh. and, and the roof with the holes in it, you guys were rich, baby. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, so I, 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 I would watch how things would, were, were taken care of with my dad. My mom didn't work. Mm. She took care of the home. So I'm looking at that. So my nephew, who lived with me, you know, because, you know, sometimes your nieces and then nephews mm-hmm. have to come live with you because of whatever reason. True. So my nephew lived with us. So he, he went to school and he asked, he came back. And I guess he was supposed to ask my mom, uh, "Are we poor?" So now we didn't know. We didn't know that word. <laughs> we didn't know the word "poor." Poor. So she mm. said, "What?" So now this is his mm. grandmother. She said, um, "Boy, yeah." Mm. Now the reason why we didn't know we were poor because all our needs were met. Yeah. And we had more than many other people in the community. Right. So I said that to say environment. Mm. environment uh, so that was the way I believed I was shown love and so Man, that's getting awesome. back now huh Before you, I said that's awesome uh, when you yes. talk about yes. environment and, and how you were shown love and, and yes. before you go to value I want uh, Sister Roberta to share how many siblings was in her home and how her <laughs> environment uh, how many how her environment dictated um the awesome uh, children that her mom uh, had. Yeah, uh, Roberta. Yes, it was it was seventeen of us, but there was actually fifteen that was living, um, which was very large. And my dad was a farmer, so we never experienced the hunger because even if they, if we had just milk and cornbread, we were full. Mm-hmm. My mom cooked, you know, we were full, and we always mm. loved because we were always. My dad always would make us hug each other, greet each other with a hug. You know, you come in, you're not coming in with, you know, good morning. You, you're coming in saying good morning. So he always and always told us to take care of each other, love each other, you know. But because his mother died when he was young, and he didn't have mm. it, so he he made sure his children had what he didn't have. But we were poor, but we didn't know we were poor because, like Sylvia said, you had a roof over your head, you had food to eat, and you had mm-hmm. down so that was good, but but the first and we ate every three meals a day. We all with three meals. We ate that breakfast. That's right. We got up and ate. You had to wake up 
and get it and get it and eat breakfast at, at the same time. Didn't have no table big enough for us, but we was all sitting around the floor.
their past, their parents, their grandparents, they did these things, and they, they, they came about, and they do them. I was a thief, and there were other thieves. I won't call them out because I'm calling out my own stuff. I won't, call, I won't, I won't call out the one behind me. <laughs> but there were some other thieves, and 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 then their children, they they became some thieves. So we became a a family of thieves. We became a family of drinkers. We became a family of alcoholics. Why? Because we had been groomed that way. And it yes, took right. the blood of Jesus. It took the blood of Jesus, the blood that never loses power, to deliver yes. me from thievery. It took me yes. getting to a place in God. Well, I said, Storm, you got to go. You can't live here no more. I cannot continue to be called a woman of God and to be a thief. So you've got to, you, you get your, I'm serving notice on you today. I will no longer be your employee. I, I'm going to get a job in the kingdom of God where there is no thievery. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. So, so you got to go on to value because it's almost time for another song and I, I got my preach on. Go ahead, Sister oh, Timmy. What, what about value? Oh, it's all good. You know, I'm going to hold off on the value because I see that I need, because you touched upon it, and I need to kind of go back and kind of reiterate some things. What you just go talked ahead, about baby. was a, um, the opposite. One was negative and one was positive. But you see, and you and you just saying that you talked about the influence that the enemy had in that. But you can mm. see that. Maybe that was at your uncle or somebody that, that killed the, the cow. But what he was doing was trying to look out for his family. And, but mm-hmm. he did have to feel a little remorse when he offered the man some of his own meat. Mm-hmm. So then, so I want to look, want to tap real quickly on words. Uh, in the, because of our audience, if we look at Mark 4. Okay. If we if we just kind of well I'm gonna just kind of summarize. In Mark four it talks about the sower, and it says that the sower sows the word. So if we want to look at all of us as being farmers then. So what was really happening is that the words that we share, uh, we're gonna use them as seeds. So, so what sometimes and then that lead us back into value. Some what we don't understand is the words that we speak. We're really prophesying over our own children. Mm. Like the life out of both of them. So if I keep saying to my child, well, you so fast, you just get into everything. So over time, over time, my child is going to buy into that. Say, well, I do get into everything. I am bad. So what you just did was allow the enemy. If we look at John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God says that, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So then what the enemy was doing was, and you didn't understand as a parent, when you were letting the enemy use you, you just prophesied uh, negative over your own child, destruction over your own child. So I caution mm. us all to watch the words that we speak. Now, so think about if you were, if you were a little child, and I don't know, uh, growing up in an agricultural state, remember how we would plant our seeds? And we know that there were some seeds that you planted in a, um, in a trench. Then there were mm. those that you put in a hole. Okay, so if we look at, so it depends upon the seed that, that determines the way you plant it. Okay. Okay, so, so that being the case now, say, for instance, I've been planting words, Negative words for a long time. I've been just throwing them out there. 
you you just this. You did your dad won nothing and you don't do this. What you understand is that you plant seeds and you're gonna get a harvest. Mm-hmm. If you keep on the same type of seed, Mark four, you're gonna get a harvest. But in Mark four, only one soil had a harvest. And that was the last one. And that was the seed that was planted on good ground. So if I keep on planting seeds, some kind of way I'm going to get a harvest. So then I would caution us, parents and all of us, to watch what we speak. Watch watch what mm. we say to our children, our grandchildren. Be mindful of what we're saying. So we're going to have what we say. Start saying what you want to see. And so... Um, I'll take up on so value and huh? yes. so Sylvia, uh, we, we we're gonna we're gonna go to value, but we'll we'll probably uh, jump value when we come back from the song okay. break. Oh, but, but what but what I do want to say to you is I hope that some of our audience today are those people who swear at their children and call them out of their names. I hope that they're listening yes. on today because yes. those people yes. don't re- don't really understand the detriment. That yes. they're doing to their children. Yes. They they're yes. delaying they they're delaying their own child. So it doesn't it doesn't take um, um, mental illness to delay them. We're promoting delays in our children. We're telling them that they don't value anything. And I had that those redundant messages. And even today, I'm still crawling out of some of the pits that the devil threw me in as a child with those messages, telling me that yes. I was stupid telling me that I was ugly, telling me that I would never amount to anything. I am a product of those words. And I thank God today for his blood. I thank God today that he opened up eyes that were blind. I thank God today that he gave me the mind of Christ to be able to rise above the message. It was a message. It was sent from the pit of hell. So if you're listening to us today... And you have that message uh, roaming around in your spirit that you are dog, that you are nothing, that that you're you're unfit. The devil is a lie, and I combat that lie today with the truth. You are valuable. You are loved. You can be respected. You can have stability in your life. You can have God security in your life. Starting when? Starting now. Starting today. Yes. Starting right yes. now. If you would just reach up. If you would just yes. reach up. And reach up to God and begin to speak to him. Yes. And begin to say, God, I can't get up but pick me up. He will pick you up. And he will clean yes. you up. And he will make those people that gave you the messages okay. see you in another way. And that brings us to the song. A change will come over you. And it will start right now. Pastor Chris, yes. minister that song to us on, on today. A wonderful change has come over me. Thank you. God bless. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go.
you never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Can you just think about the feeling safe in the arms of Jesus? How having the security of being saved uh, offers a, just a blanket for your life in a cold world that we live in. Uh, Sister Sylvia, we'll get back to you right now and uh, what you have to say about value. Oh, okay. Well, I'm very thankful to be given the honor. But also, while we were talking and while the sun was going on, we were talking about change and safe in his arms. The one thing that we have, all of us have, is choices. Even though we might have been bought up with whether it was negative or positive or whatever, we still have a choice to choose, either right or wrong, and that's what our children need to be taught, right, what's right and what's wrong. Now, we know that some people think, well, uh, everything is, is right. Uh, they, they're now saying what's wrong is what's right and flipping it. But, no, God doesn't say that. So we can say then that, well, who do I believe? You believe the word. It says that I have given to you this day blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. I think that's like Deuteronomy 30, 19 or something like that. So that caused me to think of this. Years ago, I was introduced to this poem, and it, the lady's name is Dorothy Law Noti. So I want to give her credit. So she came back years later and named the poem Children Learn Where They Live. But formerly it was If a Child Lives With, and then she would go on and say, so now while we are talking about value and worth, and our children need to be, need to understand that they're valuable, that they're worth something. But it's how you treat them that will let them know that they are valuable or not valuable. So what I want to share real briefly is the right to choose. On um, this poem, it's called Children Learn What They Live. But now this is key. The first part of the poem is all writing. It tends to be negative. And it says, if children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, and this is so paramount, they learn to fight. Look at what's happened to our children now. Now, what then is a hostile environment? Name-calling, cursing, uh, instability. Um, so then, because of my environment so hostile, I'm learning to fight. Well, who am I going to fight? I'm not going to necessarily fight then, my parents, but I will later on if uh, the hostility gets too great. Now, if children live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. They don't know how to step out. That's why our children are having such problems in school, and they don't think that they can do it because of the fear factor. We know that we got fear and we know we got faith. So a lot of things that we do as believers, we do by, by faith. But now listen to this one. If children live with pity, they learn to feel sorry for themselves. If children live with ridicule, they learn to feel shy. If children live with jealousy, they learn to feel envy. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. So then sometimes I, our children don't want to be tolerated. They want to be celebrated, not tolerated. 
So then, that being the case, when we get to the part about security, I'll share more. But I thought it was necessary that we understand what's really happened to our children. Why are our children fighting so much? Why we got so much gang activity? So a lot of times it's the environment that the child is living in. So that being the case, we always know that the choice is I can choose life or I can choose the opposite. Agree, ladies? Okay, now let's go. Yeah, no problem over here. Oh. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> let's look at stability. You know how we said with this first just no, this is our language. You're just crazy. You know, sometimes we don't oh. always see that the child is mentally ill or the person is mentally ill. Sometimes that's just the way we express ourselves. You're just crazy. Depending on how we put it, we'll tell you what we mean. Yeah, you know you're crazy. That doesn't mean you're mentally ill. Now, there's a part that we would say, that one, no, he is a fool or something like that. Remember the words now. So stable Stability means a state of being stable, balanced, firmly fixed, a person that's sensible and, and, and consistent. Children need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. We all like consistency. I don't want that on again, off again. Well, today, I don't know how you're coming. Today, when I come home, something might be negative. You know, so they need the consistency. They need the balance. As far as the relationship is concerned, they need to know loyalty. They need to know they can trust, uh, that they can feel safe, things that what children need. Now, let's look at this one. Now, we're going to go to security. From the same poem, Dorothy Nolte says it like this. If children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and in those around them. Children learn trust, zero to three, zero to a one, mistake, zero to one. So they learn to trust you. A baby will learn to trust you by meeting their needs. Sometimes we as old school think, well, don't, don't, don't pick the baby every time the baby cries. The baby's communicating by crying. So you need to learn what cry is for what. Don't come out with that old school and say, no, nah, if you pick them up, you'll spoil them. No. No, you cannot, please hear this, you cannot spoil a newborn. They can get used to certain things, but you can't spoil them. The brain is not even at that point where you get, they don't know how to make decisions. So they're going to rely upon you, mama, when they cry. Understand which cry is, I'm hungry. Which cry is, I just need your attention. Which cry is, I'm, I'm not feeling well. I'm sick. So as a parent, I need to be able to just differentiate which cry means what. Keep it in mind that they're either going to learn trust or mistrust. That's personality development by the time they're one. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to as a parent, I'm going to be teaching my child to trust me or distrust me. Pick the baby up if the baby's crying. Over time, you'll be able to distinguish, okay, uh, if it's like a little whimpery, I just want you to pick me up. If it's a real high, shrill, ah, the, the baby is saying I'm in pain. So as a parent, I need to understand, okay, what's wrong with my child? Does the baby um, 
Does the baby eat the wrong thing? Does the baby have gas? Does the baby have colic? So what I need to know as a mother, but I have to spend some time, interact with my child, not just pick the baby up, give the baby a bottle, pop the bottle. And by the way, please, don't pop bottles. When you put a cloth up under and you pop in the bottle, what the milk does is run down into the ear canal. When the, when the milk runs down into the ear canal, the baby's going to have problems with hearing. If the baby has problems with hearing because milk or some kind of moisture is in the ear canal, then the baby's going to have problems with reading. Please do not pop bottles. Pick the baby up, hold the baby in your arm, feed the baby, and while you're feeding the baby, talk to the baby. Not be on your cell phone. Your baby is more important than talking to your girlfriend on the cell phone. I should probably say that again. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't say it till I say this. Ouch. Ouch. Woo. Ouch. Okay, now you can go ahead. (laughs) What's that, sis? That's me. That's me because all that popping is all that popping on the phone. I was, I was so guilty of that when I was raising my children. But I, you never you never really think about, you know, because cause having a child before, what, what we, as you said earlier, while you're a child yourself, you still That's need right. raising. And here you are trying to raise somebody when you need help being raised. And that was That's me. Right. I was 21 That's when right. I had my first child, but I still was in need of a bottle myself, a pacifier one. Because I wasn't ready. And I took on this grown woman's role, and I wasn't ready. And every day, we can go to the mall when Corona wasn't around, and we can see people that we know, because of their behavior, they just ain't ready. That's right. Yeah, my uh, one of my little... Roberta was getting uh, to say something to me. Okay. Motherhood, motherhood is sacrifice. When you choose to yes. be a mother, you're sacrificing. You have to sacrifice for that child. It's not about you anymore. <clears throat> it's about Thank you. And it takes time. It takes time because, you know, it's easy to prop a bottle up and to sit there because it takes a lot of time. to. And that's, that's bonding. Right. When you're sitting there feeding that's that right. baby, that's, that's bonding. Right. That, that baby is listening to your heartbeat. That baby is used to your heartbeat from the, from, from the womb. That's right. So when you take it from the wound and put it, you know, and it's not there, so that baby is lonely for that heartbeat. So when you're sitting there and holding that baby, that's a bonding, and that's that, that baby's connecting with your heart. That's that that's love. Right. That love is, is, is flowing. And, and, and not only that, but it's discipline for you because I got to sit here now when I can be doing something. Everything in my head telling me, cause, you know, you can, girl, you can go here. You can talk to this person. Why are you doing this? Just, you know. But the sacrifice is being a motherhood, training, training up the child, and that's, a part, that's all a part of training, all a part of teaching the child, you know, that, that, that love, that is so important for that child to get that nourishment at that age. You know, and I, you know, because when, when my six weeks was up, I used to cry because I had to leave my baby. I had to leave my baby because that was the most, that's the, that's, that was hard for me as a mother Someone else watching my baby learn how to crawl. Someone else learning, watching my baby learn how to make his first step when I, I'm supposed to be there. You know? right. And I would run home to get to my baby because I want, you know, that that was something I was depriving them of, you know, 
or a dollar. You know, but I, I, I and some, you know, some of us have to work. I understand that. But if you don't have to work, give that baby that first six years of your life if you can, or three years, however, however long it you know, you can do it. Where it's just right. you and them and you're training and teaching. That is so important. That's correct. See, that's one of the reasons why I, I always admired uh, Roberta because she always had um, a, 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 a wisdom that just does not come in the package of 21-year-old women. And because I was the one that wanted to go to the mall before I came to, back to the baby to get my baby out. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't nurse my babies because I wanted them close to me and I wanted to bond. What? I nursed them because I was too lazy to get out of bed when they cried, and I could. I could throw them, you know, that body part, and hopefully they didn't choke to death. So I, I was a poor excuse. I, I wasn't ready for that, and I know that there are a lot of young ladies today who are in the same predicament that I found myself in, and I didn't really understand bonding until I got my grandkids, and then I had powder milk. I didn't have, you know, I couldn't give birth anymore. But now I understand the value, the stuff that Roberta <laughs> is saying she had. I, she understood when she was providing the milk, mine was powder before I figured it out. And so sometimes I, I regret, because if I could have a baby today at, at my age and buy some bifocals to see, I probably would have me one, but I, I, that's, that's, that's gone. Sylvia, get me before I go out in the woods now. Go ahead, Sylvia. <laughs> well, I um, I guess I was um, I, when I look at your age and probably refer to some of the ages. I was more of a mature mother. I was thirty-eight when I had my daughter, but there were so many things that I hadn't dealt with in my soul level. And I was thinking about that today. You know how we are. We just don't know. I had an excellent example, though, as far as life was concerned with my mom. My mom was an excellent mother. She stayed at home. Not a perfect mom, but she was an excellent mom. To have not ever had a mother, somebody did a great job with her. Or then it could just be an instinct, just God just doing things that he needed to do for her. So what I did was I, um, I allowed this next one in this uh, poem, it says, if children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty uh, for a while, especially growing up. Um, I lived with shame, especially, but then after, but I also wanted to spend time with my daughter. But like Roberta said, I had to work. But I remember uh, when she was six weeks old, I remember she was at, with a sitter. I remember calling the sitter and telling her to put my baby on the phone so I could talk to her. Now, this is a newborn, too. Now, did she ask her back? And the answer is, no, she did not. But I knew she knew my voice. I knew she knew my voice because before she was born, I had talked to her. When she, after she was born, I used to, not knowing, I think it was the Holy Spirit, I would put the word on, and it was called a pillow speaker at that time, and you would put the, the the word under her pillow. So then God allowed me to groom her. So I put the word under her pillow while she slept because the spirit never sleeps. So that being the case then, I know what it means to be um, encouraged, to be appreciated, and that's what our children need, leading back to the security and the safety 
the safety. So then when I got to Saginaw, still had some things to deal with as far as my soul is concerned. And by the way, everybody, we are a spirit. We are made in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26, I believe it is, 28, 1. We're spirit. So the real person is a spirit. So until I said Jesus come into my heart, I'm still a spirit. I just haven't made Jesus the Lord of my life. I have a soul, which is my mind, my will, and my emotions, and all that lives in a body. Sometimes we are more body conscious and soul conscious than we are spirit conscious because we haven't been taught. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity today to let people know that death is not the end. So if you're one of those people thinking that when you're dead, you're done, that it's not the truth, that is not the word. So I've been listening to our sister Brown. She's been really testifying, talking about God, young ladies, young men. Death is not the end. It is the beginning of eternity, either with God or with the enemy. Okay? So I need you to just do that make that make that different for yourself. Today is the day that you can make Jesus the Lord of your life. That being the case, we talked about now love, respect, value, stability, and security. So that being the case, we're going to move on now to we have what we say. Anybody else want to chime in before I go on? Okay, so we're going to look at, remember I said earlier that we are the prophet of our own self and our child. So what we speak over our children, we're planting seeds, and they're going to come up. So it says you have what you say. So what have you, think about now. As a parent, as a as a woman, as a man, no matter what it is, what have you been saying to yourself? Does it uh, is it positive? Are you saying that I, I can do this? Um, no matter what's happening, I'm going to make it. Or have you been, been one of those who said, "I'm always broke. I ain't never got no money. I, I don't I don't like this. I don't like that." So. What you're doing is you're murmuring and complaining, and because you are, you will remain where you are. So then what I want to do today is to challenge you to look at what you've been speaking because the words are seeds, and you're planting seeds, and you're going to reap a harvest. So then also now you'll be able to remember this. If I have an apple tree, the apple tree is not going to have peaches on it. Or if I have an apple tree... It's not going to have something contrary. So whatever I plant, whatever the root is, is what my fruit is, or my harvest is going to be on the tree. Because peach trees don't have apples, neither do apples have peach trees, okay? So you have what you say. So please, please, I need to help you. I need to, I need huh? to help you right there. I need to help you. Please help me. Okay. Listen, you always have people who are listening to you who beg to differ. I want to speak from yes. their point of view on today. Those people okay. that can beg to differ about what you just said, there are new trees that are engrafted. You can have an apple tree that has apples, pears, and peaches on it. So for those people, I agree. For, those, for those people who have gone to that uh, uh, way of thinking, what you're simply saying is you're going to reap the harvest of what you've sown. 
So if you've sown apples, you're going to reap apples. And if you have a multi-faceted uh, um, uh, tree, you're going to reap what you sow. Um, and, and, and it's going to come back, as the, as the word of God says, you will reap it to the wind, but you will, you will sow it to the wind, but you will reap it to the whirlwind. So you're going to get back. You, you, and, and Roberta likes to say, you, you, you can wish for crop failure if you want to. There's one crop, baby, that will not fail. <laughs> it's coming. And it comes with a vengeance. And Sister Sylvia, we have about three more minutes, and we're going to go to a song break. So you go ahead okay. and finish that thought. And after that, Pastor Chris, you can give us a song after Sylvia finishes this thought. Okay. Thank you for, you know, after I said that, I thought about the people that we have that are science. Are into the science, you know, and um, splicing things together and make just like uh, the nectarine is the cross between the peach and the plum. I thank you for the correction. I, I, I receive it. That being the case now, the key then, so the principle is then sowing and reaping. So whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. God is not mocked, so whatsoever we sow, I'm putting me in there. Whatever we sow is what we'll reap. Thank you. So are we ready to go All on? Right. Should I go on? Pastor Chris, we can do our song now? Okay. It's Saturday's Saturday Buffet, 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 Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
Welcome back. Anybody need any peace in their life on today? I know I I enjoy having peace in my life. I'm a peace seeker. I no longer uh, embrace drama. I used to be a drama queen. I gave up my queenship. Anybody want my crown of drama queen can have it. I'm living a life of peace. I seek peace. I operate in peace, and when I find disturbance in my life, I move away from it. Uh, parenting, uh, when I, my children, it doesn't matter to me who it is. If you bring me drama, I'm moving away. But uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. We have some callers on the line. Uh, let's go to our callers, Pastor Chris, and see if anybody have any questions, any concerns, because we would dare not do this show and not uh, address the things that are troubling those that have taken the time out of their schedule to listen to us. So let's go to the phone line. Uh, 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 family, if he calls your last four digits of your number and you do not want to have a comment, don't just hold the phone. Please just say, I'm just listening, and we can move on, okay? We thank you for that. Pastor Chris, could we do the call, please? All right. No problem. Here we go. First caller we have on the line is 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. Sixty fifteen, you're on the air. 
6015, you're on the air. Do you have any words? Maybe that phone is on mute. Please unmute your phones if your phones are muted. All right, I guess we'll go to the okay. next caller. Thank you for calling. All right, next caller, 5502. 5502, you are on the air. God bless you. Amen. Grace and peace, women of God. Amen. I was just listening, Amen. but I have been truly encouraged, um, and I could identify with some and, and learn <laughs> some other comments. So it's just been a blessing. I've just been listening, and it's just been a blessing to me this afternoon. So God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you for, for tuning in, Pastor Donna. God bless you. Next caller, ninety. I'm sorry, eighty-six thirty-seven. Eighty-six thirty-seven. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hey, man. I was just listening. You guys did an amazing job. This is Rose. I just called in to listen. You guys be good. Thank you, Rose. Amen. Amen. Next caller. Seventy nine ninety one, seventy nine ninety one, you're on the air. God bless you. All right. Seventy nine ninety one is your thoughts on mute. It was. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Jeanette. Sounds like she's outside. Thank you so much for calling. All right. All right, caller three, I'm sorry, zero three nine four, zero three nine four, you're on the air. God bless you. Zero three nine four, that sounds yeah. Okay. Your phone on mute, sir. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, 5338. 5338, you are live on the air. God bless you. Good day. This is Or Homer just calling in, uh, saying that I'm really enjoying the program, and you all keep up the good work. Thank you, Pastor Jean. You didn't have anything you wanted to say. You'll feel free to say something. No, ma'am, I'm very good today. You all are doing an awesome job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Pastor Chris, do you have any announcements you'd like to make? Uh, n- not really. Uh, all, all I wanted to tell the family is um, today is the last day of voting. Uh, the Samus Voice Radio Network, and, of course, we've been nominated for uh, three different categories for this year's uh, 2020 SPIN Awards in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you still have time to vote. All you would need to do is go to thespinawards.com, and then you would see uh, the Samus Voice on different categories, Samus Voice Radio Network. You'll also see the Samus Voice Reloaded. You'll also see myself on there, and we're on one more category. So as soon as you hit the site, you'll see all of the nominees. You can scroll through uh, the nominees that you'll see with us on those uh, different uh, brackets of nominations. Just put your email address in to vote, and that's it. 
that simple. And we definitely appreciate all of you that have already voted thus far. And we thank you so much for the support. But today's the last day. So tell your mama, tell your friends, tell tell Pookie, JJ, <laughs> Grandma, Big Mama that they need to vote today for the Summit Boys Radio Network. And we definitely appreciate you, family. So that's all my plugs for today. And I thank you so very much. Uh, again, as always, this buffet was full and and full of variety and choices to choose from. So back to you. All right, all right. Listen, I, I'm excited today. I want to announce um, I want to announce uh, next week's uh, show to you. Um, I'm excited about next week's show. Uh, Sister Roberta will be on next week uh, sharing on prayer. This is Sister Roberta's baby. If she was to have a 12th child, it would definitely be prayer. Prayer would be her, is her baby. So we're going to have her on next week talking about prayer. Um, she also had many, many stories to share with you all about how prayer changed her life, how prayer caused her life to evolve into what it is today. Prayer is uh, her baby. And I am a witness of uh, God answering her prayers. So you know what I'm going to encourage you to do? Uh, next week, if you know of anyone who needs to get their prayers answered, if you know of anyone who needs or stands in need of prayer, next week's show is dedicated to prayer. So we have to spend all of our time uh, praying for you. That's what we'll do. We come to address and to meet needs of our community, of our of, uh, our God's people. And if we're not meeting needs for the people, then we're really getting on this radio for nothing. So let us come together on next week. We're going to be offering prayer, and we want you to bring, come one, come all, come from near, come from far. Call us on next week with your prayer request. We will pray. Now, we're, we're, we're saying this. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things that's not seen. We believe that when we bombard heaven with prayer and prayer of faith, that it moves the hand of God. So if you want to come next week and move the hand of God, Come with your faith elevated. Come ex- with your expectations in, in, uh, in order. Come with your life. Uh, be, you've already allowed the Holy Ghost to deal with your life. Because many times God is not answering our prayers because he's saying, uh, put down that request and go deal with that situation over there and come back and we can get this thing done. So let's get her done next week. Let's bring our prayer request to the woman of God. I'm going to have my prayer request all lined up for so have your prayer request. So come next week with your needs and your expectations in order, and we're going to uh, be blessed by Sister Roberta Jones on next week. She's going to have her baby in her arms. Her baby is prayer. Hallelujah. And guess what, church? Uh, listen to me, church. Guess what? She's just finding out she's going to have her baby here next week. <laughs> Glory to God. Sister uh, Sylvia, we're going to kind of wrap yes. this thing up because yes. we've got about 10 more minutes. We're going to wrap this up. If you had to have a final word to an audience of God knows how many, what would your final words be to them? Let us hear. Um, we're talking about the, the last part, developmental milestones. All children, depending on their age, have certain things, uh, certain milestones uh, that they should be doing. So when you take your baby to the doctor at those checkups, you know, they're, they're regularly scheduled uh, checkups, mm-hmm. um, then they should give you like a little checklist. If they don't, you can go online 
and just put in developmental milestones, no matter what the age of the child, say, for instance, your child is six months, you can Google uh-huh. and put six month milestones. So what if you've gotten to the point where your child is not 18 months? And that's usually when a doctor does a more thorough, I'm just going to say, milestone check. Now, we know, this is not to be negative, we know that we have a high incidence of autism. Usually, here again, usually autism is either recognized or they start to have some concerns 18 months. So when you go to the doctor, your, for your checkup, the doctor is going to talk to you about some milestones that your child is doing. Now, if by any chance there are some of those milestones that are missing, like say, for instance, one might say is missing milestone, doesn't point to things that they should see. Now, this is 18 months. Um, doesn't copy others. Doesn't gain new words. Doesn't have at least six words. This is by 18 months. If that being the case and some of those are true, there is, you can go online and download a CDC milestone tracker app. Or you can call 1-800-CDC-info and then the number. All states have an early on, they may not call it early on, but all states have something that the CDC.gov act early is doing. And it's free. You can go online. You can call them so that you will know what my child should be doing. And if you are concerned, your first one is your doctor, your doctor's appointment. Your second one, then, is you're going to monitor. You're going to observe your own child. Uh, They're going to look at social-emotional levels. They're going to look at the language and communication of your child. They're going to look at the cognitive. Cognitive means how's your child learning, how they think, and how they problem-solving. And then they're going to look at the movement. That would either be the physical development, be it um, large motor or small motor. Large motor would be like your running. um, Small would be like your fingers and your wrists. That's small motor development. So all those areas are things that your doctor is going to be looking at. If you have concerns, please be proactive and check. I'm not Thank you, Sister Sylvia. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate what you've given us on today, uh, Sister Thank Roberta. You. Uh, would you like to uh, promote the show on next week? Would you like to have words on what has happened this week? We want to know what to expect on next Saturday at the buffet. Uh, we, we're going to have our fork, our spoon, our plate, our napkin. We're going to be ready for the meal of prayer. So, what you want to tell us about what to expect next week, Sister Roberta? Well, thank you for such a, a, a advanced notice of letting me know that I was going to prepare a meal for a next week. Thank you. You know, nobody but Lorraine could do that. You're the only one to get away with that. But, but I thank God for the, for the opportunity. Amen. And I, I solicit all of your prayers and, and uh, that we will come with our expectation raised. Yes, because we yes. have the word of God that tells us if we call him, he'll answer. And all mm-hmm. he ever told us to do is act and believe. Act and believe. If we come with our expectation to act and believe, he will do it. Amen. He will do it. He said, do it that the Father might be glorified. And one of the things just on uh, uh, today, 
to Cecilia, you did an awesome job. This was an awesome talk that's very much needed in our community. And I just want to say to the parents that didn't have the information that Sister Sylvia gave, and children are are grown. Mm. When we get the truth, it's not to condemn us, it's to free us. The truth sets us free. And all you have to do is say, Lord, I didn't know. And Mm. he said that he would restore what the canker worm sold. So if you repent, God, he'll restore it. He'll restore it. And it's not to condemn you or make you feel bad. But it's to let you know, to enlighten you to the truth that you can pass it on to others. Because you, he said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Yes. And we need knowledge. And we need to pass yes. it on to others. And I'm just grateful. And just take the knowledge and use it. And Amen. Use it. You know, use it. You know, you might not be able to use it on your adult children. But you can go to your adult children and say, Mama made so many mistakes. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's all mm-hmm. God requires of you. And he'll take it and rebuild from there. And God Amen. bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Amen. You. That's good. That's yes. good. That's why I take the collaboration uh, to be successful in life uh, to my listeners. Because where Sylvia covered one base, and then I ran past Sylvia and got on second base, and then Roberta ran past second and third base, and went on home. And and that's what we need. We need people in our life who can collectively bring about uh, changes in our life. The last song that was played on today said, Peace Be Still. And in a world where there's a lot of chaos, we need God's peace. So if we don't leave anything else with you today about how to parent, we leave the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We leave the peace of God that you can have peace with your God, and he'll in turn give you peace, the peace of God. There is a peace that comes with knowing him. There is yes. a peace uh, that surpasses even your own understanding because there are some things that have occurred in my life after I got saved, and there was a peace with it. One of, one of those things was when I found out my mom had passed. Well, the second mom that God had blessed me with, she had passed. And right before I got that call, I had been speaking in my heavenly language for over an hour. And I didn't understand why the uh, heavenly language was on me so strong and so powerful. But, you know, we don't have to always understand the things of God, and we need to quit trying. We need to quit trying to make God's wisdom fit into our college degree. It does not fit. It is much higher. It is a much higher level of thinking. And I had been uh, speaking in my heavenly language for over an hour, and I uh, got, into, got to the hotel where I was staying, and I checked in my hotel. I went to my room. I threw my luggage in there because I knew where the shopping center was in that particular city, and I beat it to the shopping center. And I got in the shopping center that, that I loved, and I, I had boxes and bags everywhere. I couldn't even answer my phone. And my phone started ringing. Well, I had to put some of the stuff down to, to answer my phone, and when I answered my phone, there was screaming on the other end. My mom had sat in her vehicle in her backyard, and her head had leaned up against the window, and she had taken her last breath. Oh, and when the phone call came, I noticed that I was not in a disarray. I was at peace. And mm. then the Holy Spirit was able to bring back to me 
those heavenly, the heavenly language that you spoke in over an hour was a deposit into your life. Yes. I was putting peace there. So that when you got this news, you was already prepped for it. So I'm saying to you, you have you 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 may have saw some some deficits in your parenting today. You may have saw some deficits in your in your womanhood, uh, in your Christian walk, whatever wherever you saw shortness. I want you to know, if you would seek God and you would pray to God from a place of sincerity, be real with Him, and don't come to Him and say, "Hey, uh, yeah, you know I'm cool and everything, but I just thought I'd just check in with you." No, 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 no. Go back, go back, go back. Lord, I'm I'm unfit. I'm a wreck undone. I ain't no good. Lord, I, I looked in the mirror. I know what I'm seeing. I need help. Go to God and be for real. Be sincere. He'll meet you right there. He'll meet oh. you at your point of need. He will change your life. He will build you up. You'll look in the mirror one day, and you truly will see a woman of God, a man of God a great father, a great mother, a great grandmother, a great grandfather, a great preacher, a great deacon, whatever you, whatever it is that God is calling you to, he'll fix it for you. He'll work it out in your life. I guarantee you. You know, not many things can get a guarantee, but I got two women on the line. Can I get a on the line? Can I get somebody to say? That's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, you will see somebody that you didn't even know was there. Because we, we allow the world to, to taint us and to mar us and to make our personalities right. look like something distract dis, dis, us. And when we give our life to God, this is my motto. He will take a lunch and make a, make a feast out of it. He will take yes. a, you as a lunch. You, you, you value it as a lunch. And he'll take you and he'll feed the masses with you. Yes. The masses are being fed with my life today. And I remember when I didn't even know I was a snack booth. You hear me? I didn't even know my life was a snack. But now he has taken my life and he's feeding the masses. So I'm a living witness. You don't have to find one. Hello? Here I am. I'm your witness today. That he will take you. And he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can even ask or think about your own self. Because we know what to ask God for. We're not that smart. So be smart enough to say, God, help me. And he will. And be smart enough to come back for prayer next week. And the reason why why I did it, because the Lord gave it to me today, and I I gave it out today, because he knows, God knows that he put prayer in Roberta, and she has it. That's her baby. And you come back next week and, and prove me wrong. You'll see. You come back next week and see her operate with prayer, and you'll know. She's got on the right shoes, they have the right size, and they fit her, and she's wearing amen. them. Hello. Amen. So, Sister Sally, can you say amen to that? Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. So we have about four minutes. I'm going to give it to the song. Um, and, and, does anybody else have anything they have to say? We have four minutes before we give this thing back to Chris. Anybody have, Pastor Chris? I, I, you know, I just, you girls all told your age of your first child. I, not proudly, but I can say I had my first child at 16, so I was uh, okay. out of God's will and everything, but in spite of to, that, that even in your bad, he can turn mm. turn it around and work for good. Yes, he can. Yes, he yes. can. Yes. 
Thank you. Yes, that means we're in this thing together. Amen. So, Cecilia, yes, we've enjoyed you today. And uh, if there's ever time when you need, uh, you know, to share anything, this is the platform that God has given me. And I know that this platform is bigger than me. Uh, there are shows that, that are already in my spirit that, that just haven't lined up yet. But as soon as I get the, the roadmap, you know, I'll tell you what God told me. God told me that I was his secretary. He said, as long as you stay my secretary, yeah. he said, as long as you stay my secretary, you're going to get the job done. He said, what does the secretary do? They record what the boss says. And God is my boss, and I'm his secretary. And whatever he gives me to do on this show, I will be found about my father's business. Pastor Chris, you got a comment you want to make about the show today, or you you good? No, I'm good, sis. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we're we're all done, and so we're gonna we're gonna release the reins to you to play your music ministry for the for whoever is listening. And God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Thank us on today. And please come back for the baby. The baby will be in the house next week. Roberta had baby number twelve, and his name is Prayer. Come back and see her baby. God bless you, Pastor Chris. It's in your hand. Central Texas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.